Hello and welcome to In the Envelope, an awards podcast. I am your host, Jack Smart, awards editor at Backstage, the most trusted name in casting. I'm here to spotlight some of the most exciting film, television, and theater awards contenders working today. Who is in the running? What makes an awards-worthy performance? And how can you, my dear listener, win a statue of your own? We're sitting down for intimate, inspirational interviews with actors and artists to get that insider's perspective on these questions and more. It's an opportunity for some of today's most talented stars to share their craft and career advice, and maybe, just maybe, provide a tantalizing glimpse in the envelope. You never think, oh, this is going to be a hit. Like, why would you? It's just another script. So Mm -hmm. I was just, oh, this is a really cool script. It Mm -hmm. sounds really good. I'm sure some people will see it. And it was also on Netflix, which I thought was really cool. But I didn't think much of it. And and my parents also agreed with me. They, They thought it wouldn't do anything. But, I mean, it did. Oh, look, an issue of Backstage Magazine. Oh, hello. Look at the back. Oh. I didn't know that. Maybe this is how we're starting this episode. Did you see that there's a giant print ad on the back? Bloody hell. I didn't know this. I wrote this Nathan Lane cover, which is lovely. And on the back is a giant in the envelope ad. That's cool. An awards podcast from Backstage. New episodes coming out in May. I'm reading from the magazine. It's a show and tell episode. That's what we're doing today. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, as you've got the magazine there, what kind of casting notices are in there this week? Seems we are all backstage podcast. You know what? It's a great question. Look, here's how it goes. There's, first of all, you got your place. We have the New York tri-state area place. Then we got the musicals. Then we got the chorus calls. Then there's this whole thing on short films. We're really we're upping our short films thing. Um, we. I'm not in the casting department. I'm in the editorial department. Yeah, However, I can say we. the casting services here. Theme parks, comedians, and improv. What? I like, I like, too, how they do in the casting section, there's like an audition highlights section where if you're cl- just glancing through, maybe you're picking up a backstage magazine at a newsstand, mm. and you're like, hey, I'm in California. Oh, uh, May 18th, Blackbird. May 19th, Revolver. Oh, these are... Pl- oh, I could check this out on backstage.com slash auditions. So I, I've this got this propaganda. image in my mind of uh, new actors coming to the city day one, mm. right, where do I start? And going, picking mm-hmm. up backstage at a newsstand and that's- getting a coffee and circling circling the thing things yeah and these Timeless. days it's that's still like a very that's still like a classic romantic image of what backstage is and it's i think it's still true to an extent yeah. and the, also the version of doing that today is to do it on your phone where, yeah. you're, where you're browsing the casting notices on yeah your not, phone. not quite as visually appealing yeah. in terms of that's uh, right. aesthetically yeah <laughs> yeah who do we have on deck for today it's the mega star mega young noah <gasps> schnapp the youngest star of this podcast yet yeah noah schnapp what were you doing at age 13, Jamie? Oh, goodness. <laughs> Annoying my parents, what? you know, the usual business. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, playing a lot of drums. <laughs> drums? That was my thing. Oh, playing a lot of sense. tennis. That was another Tennis? Thing I okay. Um, I was swimming. Ah, mine, well, okay. mine was swimming. Yeah. When in Hawaii, one does that. Exactly. And when you're raised by a swim coach and water polo player, athlete, mother... My joke is always that I peaked at 10 because <laughs> I was a state champion at age 10 in swimming. 
and it's been downhill ever since. Right. <laughs> Let's not transition to Noah immediately. I know from exactly. that. That's the thing. <laughs> like I'm looking at Noah. Like what the 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 bullet points about Noah is that he he's 13 years old. He's the big star in Netflix's Stranger Things, which is the biggest show ever. Yes. Um, they won a SAG award. He's an which makes him an award winning actor at age 12 or whatever it was when he won that. Um, but his first big movie was um. Tom Hanks played his dad. <laughs> Steven Spielberg directed him. It was called Bridge of Spies. It won an Oscar. Like that was his first feature film. Yeah, that's crazy. And then he's also a voiceover artist because he voiced the voice of Charlie Brown okay, in the Charlie Brown's Okay, don't rub Brown's it in. Don't movie. rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> and he, um, we I feel like such failures. About that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, that's the thing. You can't compare yourself to other no, people and no. their successes. But looking at him, it's like, we always say with our guests on this podcast, it's like, who knows how far they'll go and like what they can accomplish. And I can't wait to see what they go on to accomplish. This guy's 13. Yes. He's going to really accomplish great things. But he's not a precocious, uh, you know, oh, gosh, uh, no, yeah. you know, burnout type character. He's very mm-hmm. grounded. Mm-hmm. Uh, he articulates himself very well. And he, um, and that's actually really helpful if we have any listeners who are around his age or who are younger or trying to get into the business. Like he has, he had a lot of great practical advice about being a, a young star today, yeah. the role of social media in that, and just stuff like how to balance doing your homework with doing self-tapes. I mean, I think it's unimaginable to be a child with social media right now, full stop, mm-hmm. let alone one with however many million go. followers on Instagram. Totally, totally. That's insane. Yeah. But he obviously uh, you know, has a good handle on it, has good people around him, and even on, which is on set, which you talked about in the interview. Yeah, yeah, where they're getting tutored. Mm. Um, and he's about to film Stranger Things season three, mm. which will be in the summer when, when he won't be in school. But we, yeah, we talked about kind of how to balance that, particularly in the fact that S- Stranger Things season two, Noah had a huge role, if not the biggest role. He, yeah. He was upgraded from Will Byers, for those who don't know Stranger Things, Will Byers is this kid who goes missing in the very first episode of Stranger Things, and they they spend the first season wondering where he is and trying to get him back from this interdimensional, <laughs> it's called the, um, the Upside Down. Mm. And it's freaking creepy, and I am a wuss, so I can't handle it. But in the second season, he's back, and he, but he's still got this kind of unfortunate connection to the, under, to the underworld, the spirit world. And it just gave Noah this insanely wonderful material to work with. And I loved hearing about how he had to research seizures and possessions. Yeah. And he's like too young to be watching horror films, but Stranger <laughs> Things is very much referencing horror films. And and yeah, I liked hearing about working with Winona Ryder and Sean Astin in season two. And yeah. It's such a great cast. Um, f- I think for anyone who hasn't watched Stranger Things, there's enough in this interview to kind of catch you up. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah Should we... Roll the tape? I think so. Let's get to it. Hey! Hey, are you ready? Yes, you, listener. Are you ready to take the advice and the inspiration you've heard here in today's interview and use it in your own acting career? Is it something maybe you've always considered doing? Are you at the very beginning of your acting career? Are you well into your acting career and you're a fan of this podcast and you're ready to take those next steps? Backstage is here for you. This podcast is brought to you by Backstage and what we are offering listeners to this podcast is a free 30-day trial. That's right. We are giving you 30 days completely free to try out Backstage. All you need to do is go to checkout, backstage.com slash subscribe, and enter the code ENVELOPE. That's right. If you enter the code ENVELOPE at checkout, E-N-V-E-L-O-P-E, that's how you spell ENVELOPE, 
you get 30 free days on Backstage.com. Browse our thousands of casting notices. Learn why it's the world's number one casting platform. If you are an actor and you haven't signed up yet for Backstage, I don't know what to tell you. Get on it. At only age 13, Noah Schnapp has already voiced Charlie Brown in the Peanuts movie, worked with Steven Spielberg on Bridge of Spies, and starred in one of Netflix's biggest pop culture phenomenons, Stranger Things. Season 2 of the Duffer Brothers supernatural 80s thriller featured Noah front and center as the haunted Will Byers, launching the young actor into the spotlight, along with his young co-stars. Here it is, our interview with Noah Schnapp. Noah, you have experience um, with voiceover, don't you? Yes, I've never stuff. done a podcast, though. So Aha! Your first one? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Oh, I assume you're like a podcast pro, but I'm honored. we're honored to have you. Thank you. Thank um, you for having me. How are you? I'm great. What's going on right now? Are you um, doing like press and promotion for... Well, I mean, right now I'm just in school, and then after this I go film... A movie in France, which is pretty <gasps> exciting. Oh, cool. Yeah. What movie? It's called Waiting for Anya. Um, uh-huh. And I'm very excited. I've never really been to France. Okay, and amazing. After that, I film Stranger Things through the summer. And yes. oh, I don't know okay. when it ends. They uh-huh. usually film a while, though. Yeah. And then huh. And then after that, I don't know. I don't know my schedule. Yeah. the And Stranger Things, is it always in summer? It's always in Atlanta, right? It's not. No, this is the first time we're in the summer, which is good gotcha. because okay. I won't have to do school in the summer. Right. Yeah. Have you had to balance both before? Yeah, it can get hard because just like school in itself is a lot and then balance. It. And then next year I'm going to high school. So yes. that's another thing. But Damn, we're figuring yes. it out. I know. Amazing. So all of you have been. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into it and ask you all about how to balance the two, of course. But you've all always been in school while filming. Uh, all you kids are getting, is it on-set tutoring? Yeah, so there's, so we have this, there's been, tutoring has changed, has evolved since we first started because uh-huh. um, it, our parents are really care about our school and we do too. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. uh, we, we now, we have this big trailer and with three rooms and we have, we have a French teacher because I have to. I take French too, mm-hmm. and two other teachers, and we just they tutor us on all our work, and we're all in different grades, so it's kind of hard to right. tutor us, but mm, it works out. Gotcha. And you all yeah. have your homework assignments. Yeah, and and some of them are like sixteen. I'm thirteen. Right, right. You're all at different levels, but you're also doing that while you're what memorizing lines. Yeah, and then preparing for. I mean, in season two, like all the stuff yes. we did back there. That was a while ago, though. That we filmed that. Yeah. Like, I just turned 12 when we filmed season two. And you're now 13. Yeah. You're born in 2004. Yes. You're definitely the youngest person we've had on this podcast. You're the youngest person I've interviewed in a while. Oh, really? Oh, I feel special. Indeed, yes. Um, I'm going to feel very old throughout this interview. But um, I want to hear your whole life story, because you... My whole life story. Everything. Okay. Everything. I heard that you, um, you got bit by the bug. Your first inspiration was when you saw a Broadway show. Is that correct? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Annie? Yes. What ha- what happened? Okay. I was so, bit by a sim. I had a similar oh, story. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I I remember I saw the Broadway show Annie, and I don't I I could have seen because Sadie <laughs> works with me in Stranger Things, and I could have been <gasps> she watching was Annie. her. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. But wow. I don't know. I don't remember. But mm. I 
I was watching the show and I've I'd see it happened with me with a lot of Broadway shows, but that one specifically, I just gotcha. I came out like crying and I was telling my parents <laughs> I was like Mom, I, I just I can't. Why? Why? And and I was just rambling and ranting. And she was like, No, what is wrong? What is wrong with you? Are you okay? And I was just, Mom, I I have to be up there. That that's I should right. be up there. That's me. And and I just I wanted. Why couldn't I be up there? And she's like, well, I don't understand. What what's what's wrong? And she was so confused. But I just kept telling her that I wanted to be the one on the stage. And and then mm. so she was like, You know what? Why don't we just try an acting class? So she threw me in just uh-huh. an acting class for fun. And I was like, Oh, I I, I did it with my sister, mm-hmm. and. It was it was a whole it was a bunch of things. It was singing, acting, dancing. Oh, cool! Um, but I I particularly liked the the acting part. So uh-huh. uh, I did it for two three years, I think, and I I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. I had so much fun doing it. And after that, I, the teacher I remember she was like, "Noah, you really seem into this. You seem like you love it. You you're yes. pretty good at it. Why don't we kind of get you doing this professionally?" And I was what like seven years right. old eight. You were really young. Yeah, I, no. I was i didn't know what to say totally i was like sure so wow. so I, they talked to my parents and my parents were new to this too because right. like they've never really other actors in the family yeah exactly yeah. and then after that i i just i remember my first ever thing was this educational audiobook oh. thing. oh cool yeah so i was little i was i was like oh this is what it is because it was just some stupid like commercial <laughs> right and then i thought it's like a gig yeah yeah and then yeah. i did my first movie which was bridge of spies right and that Your was very so first cool feature film was yeah with steven, steven spielberg. spielberg and tom hanks <laughs> my first movie and Amazing. i learned so much from that because sure. i worked they they taught me everything i know now yeah and and that's that's, that's and you were what nine I had my tenth birthday uh, with okay. with them, yeah. yeah. And my parents videoed it. My dad has it on his phone. Like you and Tom Hanks celebrating your birthday? Yeah. No way. Yeah. You it played was really his son cool. in your first feature film. Yeah. That's incredible. And I didn't even know who he was when I did the movie. <laughs> I know. My parents were like, because because they kept oh, asking no. me about it because they wanted to know like what he was saying, what he was doing. Uh-huh. I was like, what? Well, he's is not. He a big it's deal? just him. And, and they were like, no way, you don't know who he is. <laughs> so so then they explained it to me, and I realized like, wow, I worked with him. That's amazing. Yeah. That's actually kind of nice that you go into it not having. I know. These, I like, thought I thought right? back, and I was like, you know what? It's good that I didn't know. Yeah. If you were some starry-eyed kid who was intimidated by working with right. Tom Hanks rather than just like an actor who was playing your dad. Exactly. Yeah, totally. And then after that. I did my first animated film. Yes. Which I played Charlie Brown in the Peanuts movie, which was, it was so different. It was. Oh, yeah. Because you're like alone in a studio. Mm-hmm. Just like, there's no, you're, there's no one to act off of. There's no set. And, and mm. they, they don't care about your makeup, what you look like. Right. It's just such a different experience. You weren't, you didn't have scene partners. You don't act with the voiceover well, with someone for, else. It's been, I've done a gig. few voiceover things and they're always kind of different. Yeah. But for that one, it was like I was just acting off of the director. He just played all the characters. But you had, but you had to be Charlie Brown. Yeah, and you had to do all that research of like he's been voiced before. Yeah, by other I watched. Actors. I watched yeah. all the all the like specials and videos uh-huh. of Charlie Brown, and and I just kind of had to. He had a slow, quiet. I can't do it anymore because it's been a while. But, uh, but sure. I, I had to mimic his tone, and then. Yeah. And then it's really cool because you don't know what's happening, what they're doing with the movie. It takes forever for them right. to put it together because mm-hmm. it's animated. Oh, so the final product must be weird yeah, to like, hear your this voice. This is what I've been putting right. all the work into. This is because you do like five hour sessions. It's crazy. Right, and then, right, right, right. And it, just seeing the final product was so cool. That is cool. Yeah. So your first couple of gigs were like, so this kind of random commercial gig followed by a feature film, which was oh, no, directed. I did like a year of commercials and stuff. Gotcha. Oh, okay. okay. That was your introduction. Right, right, right. Yeah. But 
But then the feature film was kind of a break, and then the other feature film is the lead as in, in an animated film. Yeah. And then a Netflix show was kind of the next and then big one. I did a yeah I did a, a an indie film mm-hmm. and some other small things that mm-hmm. I don't. I went to Sundance, which was really cool. Cool, cool. I met Robert Redford. Very cool. Yeah. Yes. And then and then after that, yeah, I I auditioned for Stranger Things. It was a self tape. Totally. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And. I didn't think much of it. It was just like another one of those auditions, totally. and I just did my best. And they just kept calling me back. And I remember they called me to LA, and that's where they did like the chemistry test. Where mm-hmm. I met there was, they had like the final five for each character for Will and oh wow and, for Joyce or no? Did they have Winona? Well, already? when they had different people. Okay. Oh no, I think they already had they already had their mindset on Winona like uh-huh. when we started. Sure, because that makes sense. Yeah. But you, you were with five, five other kids. Yeah. And you did how many auditions total? Oh, God. Uh, so many. So many. Really? Like, they just kept calling us back. Wow. And then I remember they told me in the when I got it, they were like, Noah, for season one, just no, you're not going to be in it a lot. But <laughs> yeah. we, we, right. we have season two set in our minds, and, and you're going to have a bigger role there. Oh, they so did just say that. be ready for that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Even though there's no guarantee of a season two. Yeah, I know. They, there wasn't. And we, everyone cool. thought it wasn't going to go anywhere no because like you said it's just like any other project like any other how many other like self-tapes were you submitting at that time was it one of many yeah Yeah. i do like a few every week just so many how interesting and you so what were your first impressions of reading the script because if season two or one of season one like what did you know did you think oh this could be a huge hit i I just you don't think about that when you're you just like i was you don't th- you never think oh this is going to be a hit like why would no, you it's right. just another script so mm-hmm. i was just oh this is a really cool script mm-hmm. it, it sounds really good i'm sure some people will see it right. and it was also on netflix which i thought was really cool because yes. that's when i i kind of i started getting into netflix mm-hmm. and then i heard about this show being on netflix so i was like oh that's really cool right. but i didn't think much of it and so, and my parents just also huh. agreed with me they they thought it wouldn't do anything but sure I mean, it did. And at the time, I'm sure, like, compared to being the lead in an animated film and being in a Steven Spielberg film, it's kind of like, oh, I don't know what this is going to be, but definitely into it. And your job as an actor in that audition is not to think about, like, whether or not it's going to be hit. Right, You're just exactly. Like, what's the job? What's the the character? How do I dig into it? Yeah. I, and they gave us, I remember this little, I forget what it's, a some flip book or, or some storyboard book thing mm. that told us what season one, before we even, like, oh, got cool. the role. Before and they told it told us what season one was going to be about all of it, oh. and it was so different. They oh. kept they had a lot of revisions. Gotcha. But, and cool. also the the location changed. Like it was first supposed to be set oh, in right. Montauk, mm-hmm. and then North Carolina. It was just kept mm-hmm. changing. And then <laughs> and then I remember when they told me I got the role. I was I go to summer camp, and they yes uh, they they <laughs> called me and they just said they were I didn't I for it's just it was one of my many auditions that right? I did so. It was just these random people calling oh me like, Noah, you got the role of Will. And I was like, who's Will? Well, which one is that? <laughs> yeah. And they said the Will Byers from Stranger Things. Uh-huh. Or it was originally called Montauk. So they said that. Ooh. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Because it was my first TV show. I, right. I, yeah. So I was very excited. That's so exciting. And the, and the idea that they were telling you that don't worry, you'll have a bigger role in season two is super exciting. Yeah. Because you, you kind of had the most important role in season one. But as you said, you're you weren't in it very much at all and season two was just it was such a game changer i mean were you intimidated because you had a lot to work with in season two yeah i mean i remember getting the season two scripts and reading Uh through it and being like oh wow this is and i was young i was like 11 (laughs) yeah and i was reading through it and i I was just kept thinking oh my god how am i gonna do this Mm. i was but 
I just, I really put my mind to it. I focused, mm-hmm. I researched a lot. Like for the, one of the scenes I had to do, I had like a seizure. Oh, yeah. And I was nervous for that because yes. I've, I've never seen anyone have a seizure. I've never experienced it. Right. I don't, so I had to, I looked on YouTube. I researched like what happens to your muscles mm. and your brain. And, Amazing. Um, and after, after I just did all that research, I just, when I had the scene, I, I did it yeah. and it turned out great. And I remember when I finished the scene, Winona came up to me. And and she was like, Noah, are you okay? Are, are you actually are you actually having a seizure? Are you? And and I was laughing so hard. I'm like, No, don't worry, I'm okay. And she's so sweet. She's always protecting me. I'm glad to hear that it was intimidating. Because if it wasn't intimidating, it would be you'd be crazy. Like that, it, it yeah. should be a challenge. Otherwise yeah, it you're was like not taking it seriously. And there were so many. It wasn't just one thing. It was like mm-hmm. one after another. And and totally. And, and I had a lot of amazing actors to talk to. Like I. Winona, mm-hmm. she helped me with a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, David Harbour, I learned yes. so much from them. But that's great. Yeah. And when you say you do research, I love that YouTube is. I'm learning that really is a very important tool. For yeah, actors and research. for accents, I have to do an accent, and uh-huh. I'm using YouTube a lot for that right now. Okay. What kind of like? How do you go about searching? What kind of videos are you searching for? I mean, to it do depends. Work? Oh, for accent. Yeah. I mean, I just search the accent in the in YouTube, mm-hmm. and there's all these random videos about. I mean, I have a dialect coach, but I and I but I have gotcha. to listen, and I also listen to interviews of people talking in French accents. Cool, because that's cool, like cool. the most authentic. Mm-hmm. And you just piece it all together, and you you just you you just it's 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 easy in a way. Like it's not easy, but mm. you have to think it's just it's just a layer on top mm-hmm. of the acting. It doesn't take over. Your, right. Yeah. Well, because you, you don't want the accent to be the one thing right. that drives like the like one you thing just, on your mind. Exactly. Something. Yeah. That's the worst. Totally. Um, what other research? I'm wondering if you did like for season two. There was a lot of and Stranger Things in general is very like, um, it, very meta in the sense that it references a lot of pop culture items. Like, have you seen all of the? I assume you've watched DT, of course, and like Alien, maybe. Yes. And like, it's season two, especially with your stuff. There's a lot of like possession. Yeah, stuff. I looked up exorcisms and okay. stuff like that. I like actual exorcisms. Well, no, I just. Oh. Yes, it's it was it was confusing. Scary. I talked to my parents and stuff, and uh-huh. and I was a little bit confused about the whole thing. And I I just had to. It was a little scary, like watch. Oh, I was yeah. like, I can't watch this, but I yeah. just thought that's what I need the audience to think. They can't watch it. So Absolutely, I, yeah. So I just had that set in my head, and mm-hmm. I just made it as like weird and scary and <laughs> and terrifying as possible. And yeah. and the makeup adds a lot to it too, because yeah. I remember I had a lot of makeup. You did pale yeah they did like two hours of makeup every day wow yeah wow that scene where you say um it likes it cold he likes it cold oh yeah it's genuinely chilling chilling that's my goal performance exactly so you're sitting there watching these videos of like possession did you watch like the exorcism the film i didn't i i I watched i didn't see the whole film but i watched clips from from yeah and from other and you're experiencing the the fear that like good horror filmmaking is yeah and your job is to then make the audience feel that. exactly amazing so it was it was definitely a process and a lot of yeah. uh research and work put into it but i mean it turned out great so I'm, oh absolutely I'm happy. and i love that you said that it has to be you have to make it weird like you have to go to a place that's almost weird like i think one of the greatest things about stranger things is you guys are not afraid to to own how how odd yeah that's a lot about it yeah you you just can't you have to forget about all like your fears and what you're worried Mm -hmm. about you just 
take over the role. That's you. Yeah, and like, and be earnest, and not be like cynical or ironic. Like yeah, it's definitely. a show that's very much not like, cliche. Yeah, like it's it's almost unafraid to be. If it's going to be an homage to Alien, then it's going to be an homage to Alien, and it's going to like own that exactly. And are the Duffer Brothers like a big part of that? They're they're. What's their directing style like? Yeah, I mean, they're, they. I love working with the Duffers because they just, they really, they 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 let you just do like they trust me, and I love mm. that they trust me because mm-hmm. I can kind of do what I want and and take a view on the role and mm-hmm. wh- how I want to do it. But they'll still give you like they'll guide you in the right way. Right. But they let you do what you want and they let cool. you work with the role, and that's really cool because I'm a kid and and not right. a lot of not a lot of adults trust like kids absolutely right 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 right. i mean do they ever do the thing of like oh it's too big rein it in or vice versa like is it oh you're too small you need to make it bigger yeah when i did there's it was the scene at the end when i was like going like this on the bed and i was screaming essentially yeah yeah yeah. and um and they they i did it I did it many different ways, and we did sure. so many takes on that. Yeah. And it was also like two in the three in the morning when we filmed that. <sighs> so I was like falling asleep, but I just <laughs> I, I pushed through what? it. But um, and you're sweaty, and that's a makeup job too, obviously. Yeah, the sweat was the sweat. worst. It was yeah. so uncomfortable. Yeah, but I just they I did it really big, and then they're like tone it down, and I did it small, and then I did it middle, oh. and, and different extremes, and gotcha. they just got so. And I I was like guys my voice is fine it's it's okay and the next morning i well, i tried to speak and I, it was dead because oh, i was no. screaming at the top of my lungs was it a late night shoot just because that's when it was scheduled or it was the last it was the last day of shooting we oh. filmed till 6 a.m or 6 30 oh wow and that was the latest i've ever shot and i was so tired after because it was like it was an all-nighter but there's your method acting it. in that scene exactly you're so tired will is so tired um what is it like how does it work with two of them there's two who are there they're the showrunners and they're the directors but are they like, kind of like co-directors where one is maybe more active than the other or No, they 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 spark off each other. Like one gives mm. each one one gives the other an idea and then the others they they work really well together because that like I said the one will think of an idea and he's like, "Oh, and we can also mm. add this to make it this." And he's like, "Oh, that's a good idea. We'll add this." And then they just And this is happening on set. Yeah. Oh, cool. And they just they work so well together and their ideas are so creative. Sure. Well, and what about the scripts? Are you getting the scripts and there's changes made on set or is everything pretty finalized um i mean we def it doesn't it it happens sometimes where where we say a line and we're like you know what this doesn't sound good can gotcha. we change and this is what i love about the duffers because mm-hmm. they let us do that they trust our our instincts and how mm-hmm. we feel mm-hmm. and that happens sometimes it's that thing of like you have to trust an actor who's who knows the character better than anyone and therefore knows what a character might say or how they might say it. exactly because you're the you're that role you're kind of the authority on that person yeah and so, like, your energy on set must be crucial to their creative process in a way, especially if they're, like, doing that thing where, like, oh, you have a, something that you think the character would say in a way that's better than Yeah. Than they I mean, think. we all just collaborate with each other, and, yeah. ev- and everyone on set is just so creative and, and smart, and everyone, and it's just, we're, we're like a big family, and, and it's good that we work so that's well awesome. together, because everyone just, like... They'll have a script and they'll have it set and maybe on the day someone will change the whole scene and and they'll have a different idea and they'll change the scene. They'll be okay with that. Amazing. And how does that work in terms of um, sometimes you're working with like intense CGI? I'm trying to think of specific Oh, yeah, that's a big thing too. Yeah. Like do you ever have to do the thing where you guys are acting terrified of a blue dot? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Well, the great thing in season one was that the Demogorgon was a real 
Th- uh, it wasn't just a green, it was, green um, screen. It was like a guy in a puppetry, suit, yeah. which helped, but it still wasn't scary. But, sure, sure, sure. But I mean, in season in in season two with the shadow monster, when I was screaming at it and, and crying oh. and saying "Go away," yeah. I was just like looking at the sky. There was nothing there, which yeah. it was so. It's just it's hard. It, it was really hard because I'm. It's mm-hmm. it's just so you have to imagine that there's this big monster that's looming around you and right. and it's terrifying. But you're just looking at the stars. Amazing. And, and and that scene was especially hard for me because there was nothing there. Yeah. And I've never done anything like that with a green screen. Right. Well, and are they showing you illustrations of what it's going to look like? Or are they giving you an idea? Yeah. They okay. they showed me pictures of of what it would look like. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and there were a lot of different ideas, but. That that was the final one. The one obviously was the final one in the show. Right. And are you also are you having to do kind of a sense memory thing where you're like, I need to act really scared, and I'm only looking at the sky. Are you drawing from personal memories or from your own fears to portray that? Yeah. I mean, I've a lot of people ask like for for just anything, crying scenes or anything, just that mm. if I use personal experiences, and it's mm. uh, it's different. It changes a lot because sometimes I'll use. A personal experience and sometimes not mm-hmm. but usually I kind of I make up a scenario in my head that works the best and and because I don't have uh, a lot of like really terrifying horrible no things that I've went through. never been traumatized so I it. just make up I just tell myself that this is happening and this is what mm-hmm. I'm gonna go through and this happened and make it real right and, then, and that imagine you're saying you're you're imagining yourself as will or you're imagining some other freaky scenario well, I'm imagining myself as Will. I'm putting myself okay. like in his body, Got in it. his mind. Got it. But I also have to imagine that I'm seeing this. Like, just imagine, just you're you're in real life and you're seeing mm-hmm. this massive monster. Like, what do you do? Right. But the seizure, it, correct me if I'm wrong, is different because the seizure yeah. is kind of outside in. Like, you have to do the thing where you watch a seizure happen and you mimic it because you yeah, can't that was different. Pretend to have a seizure. Like, I know. You can't like I, that was that was definitely one of the harder ones because I. Like I said, I've never seen it or experienced it, but I just, you had to have it perfect or else someone would be like, I've seen, I've had a friend who did that. That's not real. Right. Yeah. And I didn't want that. So I I really had to get it right. Right. So sometimes it's, it's observation based and sometimes it's all in your head and your imagination. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes you have other kind of actors to bounce off of and like react to and it really just depends on the scene and that's yeah that's what's yeah. great about Winona because she's so good and makes she totally. makes it a lot easier oh because gosh. she's so easy to act off of I think she's superb like I can't imagine what it's like working with is, is she really different in each take is she doing the same thing where like she goes all out and they tell her to rein it in I imagine that's yeah kind of I mean she the scenes we have together she'll she'll do and and we kind of just work off of each other. Mm-hmm. So so she'll go really big, and then I'll go really big, and they'll mm. tell us to go down, and she'll go really. Cool. And it's so I love working with her because mm-hmm. she's so easy to work off of because she's so good. Oh yeah. Like when I had to do the the scene where I'm telling her about about me, meeting the the monster in the field and and what happened. Mm-hmm. She her facial expressions. She also every take she did something different, but her <laughs> her expressions were so good, and she's also very protective of me she's always watching it she's like no are you are you okay is this mm-hmm. fine is this too hot yeah yeah she's like my mom you're really put through the ringer in season two so yeah, I, I know she's you will like... faced a lot <laughs> and so there's a little bit of a um she's playing your mom but she's also like playing your mom off camera exactly too. that's nice i wanted to ask if you ever approached everything after the the whatchamacallit 
goes into your mouth and into your body. Are you playing two characters? Did you have to create like a second? Yeah, I mean it's oh it's because the shadow monster when he comes, when he goes inside, like he takes over my brain. So yeah. after that happened, it was basically, it was me kind of trapped inside an, uh, mm. him. Like that, I, that was basically mm. him. I was acting as a shadow monster. Interesting, because I feel like the audience doesn't catch on until yeah. later that oh he's not really had control yeah. of his body for a while now exactly because because it's not mm. it's not my my brain and my body are not connected that's wow. the shadow monster taking taking over me huh. yeah it's it gives me weird chills. to think about it's scary it was hard it was it's, some people say stranger things isn't scary but i think i'm a wuss and i just find it really scary i don't i find it more eerie than scary mm-hmm. because mm. scary is like when I think of scary, I think of horror movies and, jump and screaming and jump scares mm-hmm. and, and blood. Yes. But with Stranger Things, it's more of a, it's a different type of scary. It's like yeah. a, it's it's more eerie and like mm-hmm. oh. it's aesthetically exactly. And the music has a big yeah. The music is so that. good. Yeah. And the lighting too, because I imagine there's those, especially with your scenes where you're kind of flipping back and forth between the upside down and reality, and like you said, staring at the sky and pretending that it's. A demon world that yeah. you can only imagine. There's in so your head. many scenes I've had where where there there's just they say, okay, now you're <laughs> the world just changed and you're in the upside down and and there's a monster over there and and you're there's something behind you and and it smells like this and I'm like and it's just this empty room with nothing in it and I'm like okay I'll, okay got it you just really have to put yourself in that there. That's really challenging. I mean, were there other ever times and you don't have to admit if this is true, but were there ever times where you're like I don't know I need help I don't know how to do this. It sounds like you had that support system there with you to yeah, provide definitely. you. Like, I mean, I, I, when I got the scripts, I said that I was like, I, yeah. I, some of the stuff, I was like, I can't do this. The first impression. But yeah, then yeah. I just, I changed my mindset. I was like, no, I can do it. There you go. So yeah. then, I mean, I talked, I talked to so many people. I talked to Winona. I talked to my parents, and then mm-hmm. I did a lot of research. Yeah. And I really thought about how, if it, if it just happened to me, like if this was happening in real life, how would I feel? Mm-hmm. And then the seizures yeah. and stuff, I had to think a different way. Sure. But, is the same true for like the fact that you're playing a character in the 80s? Like, do you have to do any huge mental shift to play someone 30, 40 years ago? Um, I mean, there's not. Well, the fact that Stranger Things is it's it's in the 80s, but in season two, it, no matter no matter the 80s or the future or, or mm. the 1500s, the the shadow monster and and the upside down is its own thing. So yeah. when you have to mm. think about that, uh, you don't That's really true. It, yeah. the the, t- the time doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. But you definitely did have to like with with clothing and all that stuff. The mm. 80s was a big thing, right? And that's why it's it's helpful to watch The Goonies and E.T. Yeah, that these definitely got you in like, the mindset. Gets you in that zone. And it's so cool when I, because I actually, I didn't know Sean Astin was going to be uh-huh. with us. And I remember I seeing him um, at the reading and I was like, I know your face. Oh. You, oh, you're, you're, you're. And then I and then oh, I funny. and then I recognize and I was like, oh, that's so cool because oh his face like doesn't change. No. Yeah. Have you seen Lord of the Rings? Yes. Have you seen Lord I of saw, okay. Yeah, I saw. I forget he's what I saw. So good, but love yeah, I know he's amazing, and he's great. He's great in the Goonies too. I know. Yeah, he's such a good actor. I love him, and he was he was really cool to work with too. He's so oh, fun. Sure. We we had yeah. so much fun working with him, and I bet. And and he's he's really good too because he they all just gave us great advice, and we learned. I learned so much from Sean too. Yeah, and I imagine season two, it's that same thing with any TV show where you guys are so much more cohesive, a team the second time around, and you are being folded into. I mean, you're bumped up to this bigger regular role 
but the the gears are already in motion and you guys right like it was kind of easier to get into the flow of things in season two yeah definitely i mean when we i remember when we all first saw each other coming back for the second time around it was just like a big reunion Mm -hmm. we were like oh we're back the second time around and Mm -hmm. we were all really excited and it was cool because we had new characters too like sadie who played max and Mm -hmm. sean astin and i and we it's it was really exciting because we got to work with new actors Mm -hmm. and and i love how they do how they how stranger things is set because they make it every character has their own Mm storyline but they it's all separate but it all works together too totally and by now we're like really connected with these characters and i loved watching dustin's arc in season two and i love watching your arc in season two as these and the way that they all converge it is it's really brilliant like how dart connects with will because dart is is gaten's or dustin's storyline yeah but but in one of the scenes, you see Will looking at Dart and, and like realizing... Triggering oh, you, no, yeah. I, I know that sound. I know that what where that's from. Totally. And that kind of... You see the connection between two storylines, and mm-hmm. I love that. Dart's, like, cute and creepy. Exactly. kind of the show in a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, so you're... I mean, I'm so excited for season three. How... I got to ask you about, like, the, the off-camera stuff in terms of... As we said, we didn't know the show was going to be... You didn't know the show was going to be a huge hit. No one did. You guys win a SAG Award. You went... Congratulations oh, yeah. on your SAG Award. Thank you very much. Um, that was very exciting. What is, how is, what is the relationship with between you and, like, the fame? I ask so many people, especially on this podcast, about what advice would they give their younger selves. But you are your younger self. Oh, yeah. I don't know what advice you would want to give yourself. But in terms of the, like being thrust into the spotlight and suddenly being like very recognizable i'm sure people recognize you on the street how do you handle it it's definitely it's very different because i remember when i was younger i mean i'm still the same person it's just Mm -hmm. so much has changed and and no one in my family or or me knew like where my life would go or what would happen totally but i'm just really appreciative of like all the support i have because like when I look at my Instagram and I think that something I post seven million people have seen and, and, <laughs> yeah. and you think about that and you sit and you're like that many people of th- right. th- across the entire world. It's just so it's so cool. And, and and the fact that they all support me like this is all because of them where I am now. Right. So I can't wrap my head around it. Yeah, it's crazy. And that's good that you think it's crazy because if you thought it was like normal and you thought, oh, of course, seven million people know who I am. Then there's something wrong with you. Then you're not gonna. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> what? And and yeah. I just I love getting to meet fans because like mm-hmm. it's seeing them in person and not through through a screen on Instagram is so different. And, right. and like getting to talk to them and 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 what and their reaction and what they think of you and mm-hmm. your and your performance. It's just it's really cool. It's and do you think there's like a responsibility in that? Because they're you know being having fame. I mean, there's got to be a better word for it, but like being famous, it's essentially puts you on this platform and it gives you the power of reaching that many people. Do, yeah. you, do you see it as a, do you think of yourself as a role model? I mean, <laughs> I, I don't see myself, it, just because yeah. I know myself behind the scenes yeah. uh, and and not inspirational when I'm just doing, just because mm. I know myself and not, I don't see myself as a role model, but a lot of other people do, mm-hmm. which is weird to think about, but mm-hmm. it's definitely, like you said, a responsibility. Right. And and it's I also love that I have a platform that I can use to reach a lot of people. I must be stressful sometimes. Yeah, it's definitely there's it's a lot to keep up with too, because social mm-hmm. media in itself is is like a job and yeah. and you have to keep up with it and keep 
being being on it and interacting mm-hmm. with it. Sure. Um, but if you keep up with it, like that, that social media today gets gets you jobs and stuff Absolutely. because people check like what you do on there, and mm-hmm. and it's weird to think about, but it it's true. Yeah. So, um, it's definitely a. a a process and you really have to focus on it but there's a lot of things to juggle mm-hmm. and you you just you do it yeah uh, what what role does do your parents have in all of this are they i mean everything day to day yeah yeah they support me with everything and and they're they 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 support me with every like i couldn't be here without them obviously because they 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 help me with every just them driving me places is, is mm. supporting me and they do so much for me mm-hmm. um and I mean, they they help me with everything, and they teach me everything. Mm. And when I'm older, and I, because they do, right now they like for social media and stuff. They they tell me what's good and what's not. Gotcha. So if I'm posting something and I say, can I post this? And they're like, oh, you know what? Maybe that's not a good idea. Uh-huh. Like they're kind of helping me know what to do for. So when I'm older and I'm on my own, mm-hmm. I can kind of do it. Like You're without kind of learning, their, their but help. they they should have final say, I guess. Yeah, yeah, because they're they're the adults. Seven million people are going to see it. Then. I know it's. it's <laughs> I can never wrap my mind around that. Totally. Um, so then, what advice do you have for? Um, we're all about the advice here. <laughs> In terms of like parents, parents of of kids who want to be TV stars or who are or who are about to become TV stars, what would you tell them? Yeah, I mean. It's it's corny, but it's mm. you you. The cornier, the better. <laughs> yeah, I, you, it's just I always thought about this, and I always told myself just to never give up, because mm-hmm. it you if you commit to something and and you want to do it and you really want to do it and you put your mind to it, then eventually somewhere somehow you'll you'll get there, mm. and and you just really you have to because people are gonna people are gonna put their hard work and work a year and then get nowhere and they're gonna give up mm-hmm. and you have to be that one person to kind of push past that and say you know what i'm not gonna give up i'm gonna keep going and eventually you get somewhere and hard work hard work gets you yes. everywhere hard work over talent is what i believe in yes i think so too because talent is key luck is a part of it yeah definitely but it all comes down to the work yeah whether it's all of this i mean all of this it seems like you did a crazy amount of research for Stranger Things too, and for studying French accents for your new <laughs> film and everything, but also just the work of like sending in all those self tapes. Yeah, you got to be good at that at sending in a <laughs> there's a lot. decent self tape. Yeah, I mean yeah. that it's self tapes are weird because mm. you you kind of you film it at home and you're just you're alone with like your mom doing a tape. Sure, but there when I I actually love self tapes because you can you can like do it as many times as you want mm. compared to um going in an, an audition and and getting one or two takes and then having to go right right but it's it's definitely a hard they're hard but you they're they're that shot at getting another role in another movie yeah. so even if you don't get that role you might still impress someone and right. be able to and in terms of um auditions in terms of live auditions what is your take on taking direction in the middle of audi- like what's your advice for people who are in in that audition experience i mean just remember like when you're getting it when you're in an audition always be prepared you always have to know know and even if they don't tell you because i've learned this like um even if they don't tell you to memorize your lines always have them memorized Gotcha. and you always want to be unique and stand out because 
um, ever like for if there's a certain line and you know everyone's gonna say it if you're gonna say it a certain way and you know everyone else is gonna say that excuse me try to find that line a certain way yeah. you have to try to find like casting directors like that unique different way and, mm-hmm. and that's what I've learned and it's probably better to take that risk than to exactly risks high risk high reward high risk high reward oh, that was genius you're a genius um, how are we doing on time I have to ask you about like dream roles you yeah. have your whole career ahead of you, but you also have your teen years kind of ahead of you. Are there like roles that you would like in the next five years that you yeah. think about? I mean, there's definitely like I've read books and I've thought, oh, I wish that could be a movie and I uh-huh. wish I could play that character. Cool, cool. And there's games I've played and thought, uh-huh. oh, this would make such a good movie. But I mean, I have so many dream roles. One of them is uh-huh. I'd love to play a serial killer <laughs> because it's just, it's everyone always laughs, but I I find it. <laughs> It's just because Honestly, after your performance in season two, I oh, think you could pull it off. <laughs> thank you. But it's just because it's it's just I really want to play something that's just not me. Like what yeah. I did in season two. Mm-hmm. It's or it it's just really cool to be able like a serial killer. I'm not a serial killer. Wow. So being being able to to take a shot at that and take that challenge is really mm-hmm. cool. Something that challenges your humanity. Yeah. yeah. And then my other this my other dream role is like playing a superhero just because yes. i mean who doesn't want it it's just oh, sounds so cool like Absolutely. the fight scene i've never done like i th- i have in stranger things with the green screens but i've never really mm. done a full like in those superhero movies like with the fight scenes like it just, choreography yeah yeah i've never really done that are you doing like stunt work is it is yeah it and i want to do I, I don't understand like how does tom cruise do his own stunts right but I, I want to, because they always say, oh, you're too young or it's too dangerous. Oh. But I want to, like, I would love to do my own stunts, but I, I think it's, like, <laughs> illegal or something. Uh, <laughs> right. There are certain rules in place, yeah. I guess. Uh, superhero. Okay, great. What about theater? Would you want to do Broadway? Would you want to do... Of course. I yeah. love, Broadway sounds so cool. I need to get better at singing, though. But uh-huh. once uh-huh. I once I take some lessons and get better at that, I would, I, I mean, when I'm in camp, I do plays. I did Aladdin. Oh, cool. And, oh, okay. and Little Shop of Horrors, I think mm-hmm. it was called. But anyway, I, I love, yeah. I'd love i love to take a shot at that, too. But so, oh, so you're not going to go to camp this coming year? I'm not. Because of filming? Yeah. Bummer. But, I mean, I get to film a really you get to film cool show three of Stranger Things. Stranger Things yeah. <laughs> um, can you give us any hints about what's going to happen in season three of Stranger Things? I would, I would give you a little sneak peek. Oh! But I assumed you were just going to be like, no. Well, I mean, I don't know anything. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. they're they're still writing the scripts, and yeah. I, I've been, I haven't been. They don't tell us anything. Uh huh. So, so I, I wish I could have something to tell you, but <laughs> I can just tell you what I hope for. I mean, yes. Oh, what do you hope for? Like Will? Yeah. I I mean, I hope. Well, I want to see Will and Eleven have an interaction in season three. Mm hmm. Totally. Because I just feel like they would kinda, have a really cool storyline. Yeah, together. they kind of missed the um. And yeah. I, I would love to see um, Winona and, or not Winona, Joyce and Harper have kind of a uh-huh. relationship together. Great. I want to see those two things. I want to see that too. The thing about like Will, like you almost want, like me as an audience member, I want Will to have like a more chill season three and I want him to be like, okay. But I feel like you as an actor must want more ambitious, crazy, yeah, more too. possessions, more like. <laughs> yeah, because ev- everyone's always like, oh, you must you must want Will to have a break. And I always think, I'm like, no, I don't. I want more and I want to take on another Maybe challenge. And, stuff. Yeah, but I have no, we'll see how it turns out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the very, very ending of season two does present this just, uh, who knows what in what I know, it doesn't really go. give an idea of what, yeah. where the next season's going. 
No. So I don't know. I mean, I've watched YouTube videos on, on because people post videos on YouTube of like what they think. Theories? Yeah. How funny. I love watching that because really? it's my only way of knowing. I don't know anything <laughs> yet. But once I know, it'll... What's your favorite fan theory? I mean, well, there's so many different theories, but there's... there. Well, one of them, what I said was that Joyce and, and Hopper will, uh-huh. will get in a relationship. Great. And, and, and I also want to see something with Hopper's daughter. Or, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they, they, they showed a little bit of that, but they didn't explain that. Some flashbacks. That's right. There's so much to explain. There is so, and there's so much going on with Eleven and her upbringing. And, and I, wanna, I want them to explain sister. how, why Hawkins is, like, why, why Hawkins? Why, and why, mm. did, why did it happen to them, this whole, where did this come from? Like, yeah. I want that explained. And was everyone in the lab killed? Is that right? I think so. Most yeah. people in the lab were killed. Yeah. Bummer. <sighs> That's what happens when demo dogs when there's a like <laughs> alternate the, dimensions yeah. run amok. Well, no, I thank you. Um you gave us some really great advice in terms of I'm glad I could. I think you have a unique perspective on I hope there are kids your age listening to this podcast cuz we've never had an interview with anyone who's at your exact point in this career. Cool. Do you have any other words of wisdom for them? Um just always, always put in the best. Always do your best. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I always think that because I always ask myself, did I do my best on this? And if you do, I'm sure you will be successful. Oh, that's what I always think. Amazing. Awesome. Thank cool. you, Noah. Thank you very much. This was this a lot of fun. In the Envelope and Awards podcast, is recorded at Lotus Productions, Hyperbolic Audio, and Big Yellow Duck in New York City, and Soundbox LA, Mark Grau Studios, and Buzzies in Los Angeles. Like, rate, subscribe, tell your friends, and follow us on Twitter at In The Envelope. Thanks, as always, to producer, editor, and all-around podcast extraordinaire, Jamie Muffet, and thank you to the team at Backstage, the most trusted name in casting. That's Peter Rappaport, Rowan Al-Khatib, Francis Ramos, Caitlin Watkins, Lauren Rout, Mark Stinson, and especially Casey Howe. For more awards and industry coverage, head over to Backstage.com. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time for another glimpse in the envelope. <laughs>